In the year 3062, far after the fall of humanity, the world is populated by sentient robots, true artificial intelligences. So far removed from their creators, they became more and more curious as to the things they did not understand about humans, specifically emotions. So, they proceeded to do what they always do, design new machines and send them back in time to find the answer. Each robot was given a different emotion to research and define. I am one of those robots, a Sensation Acknowledgement Machine, or SAM. And I have a question for you. What is fun? Entry 001, Brian Park. Engage Charisma. Brian, thank you so much for agreeing to this interview. Uh, could you tell us a little about yourself? Uh, yeah, thanks, Sam. Happy to be here. Uh, so my name is Brian Park. Uh, I am uh, a I work at UVM in University of Vermont. Uh, I live in Burlington, Vermont. I'm from Illinois originally, uh, Palatine, Illinois, and I am really excited to be here. Yeah. Great, great. Uh, so Brian. Let's get into it. What sorts of things do you consider fun? Yeah, it's a it's a weird question, I think. It's just it's I really thought about what is fun. It's sort of type of thing where you kind of know it when you feel it. Um but So what are what are some situations when you feel it then? I would say what comes to my mind first recently has been um really cooking has been a big thing I've found very, very fun. So um, not fake cooking but really no cooking. yeah really yeah like like really cooking yeah like um i'm been trying to do more meal prep stuff which i feel even weird saying that because i don't know it, it is such a basic thing that doesn't seem fun at all to mm -hmm. plan out meals and cook them it seems very much like an arduous hard work hard working task to do um, so in your view fun and hard work should be opposites well i yeah, I guess it's it's I think it's like perception, honestly. I, I I feel like cooking for me has been very like I used to be a very picky eater as a kid. Um mm -hmm. I had no real um desire to eat anything aside from like fries at McDonald's. Like I would go to Chinese restaurants and order pepper steak without the pepper. So just get a big bowl of meat and <laughs> it'd be just really great. so it'd be disgusting. But like I now I'm I'm very much into trying to eat healthier I, I feel like watching cooking shows was really fun for me as a kid too like um, i loved iron chef america mm -hmm. chopped like those really influenced and i found a lot of joy in watching those guys and gals uh, cook okay meals. so cooking is something you definitely find fun yes absolutely uh, what other kinds of activities do you find fun um so i also uh do comedy in burlington vermont like i'm an, impro I'm an improviser i find that to be extraordinarily fun um, uh, for our listeners who may not be well-versed, uh, what is improv? Sure. So improv is um, comedy that is performed on the spot. So as opposed to something like stand-up or sketch writing where there's prepared material, for improv comedy, um, you have no idea what you're going to say. You're unprepared when you step up out on stage. Um, the audiences know what's going to happen, and the performers don't know. And I think that is very thrilling, and I think there's a jolt of adrenaline and excitement that comes with that. Okay. Okay. So there's there's... Uh, there's adrenaline, there's excitement, mm -hmm. and those things are fun to you. Yeah, I I feel like it's it it's weird. I didn't know what improv was like for a long time. I'm I'm 27, and I only started when I was doing improv when I was 24. Um, but it's it's just like like hanging out with your friends and just like uh, shooting the shit and just 
Uh, can we say shit? Is that yes. fine? To, okay. Yes, you can. Is it fun for you to curse? Uh, I I do love to curse. <laughs> but I, I'm trying to clean up a little bit here, but um, I uh, I feel like it's you're really uh, just trying to make your friends laugh and just hang out and have and be silly with people that you enjoy spending time with. Okay, so you enjoy spending time with people that you enjoy spending time with, which I know sounds recursive, <laughs> but makes sense. Yeah. You find that fun. Yeah, absolutely. And you find cooking fun. Mm-hmm. What is it about those things that is fun? Like, let's circle back to the cooking first mm-hmm. and talk about that. Sure. What what element of cooking it brings you that that fun feeling, that satisfaction? I think part of it's the fact that it's not going to be perfect and it's different every time. And it's also, uh, so I think that that's the first part that it, it just, you never know what type of factors, because there's so many factors with cooking that can go wrong. Those are the types of ingredients, the consistency of um, maybe the uh, vegetables or meat that you're buying. Um, maybe your pan is too hot. It's going to be very different uh, in terms of heat control, temperature control, uh, seasoning, level of salt, the type of salt you use, types of seasoning you use. And if you're cooking as opposed to baking, you don't have to measure. I don't really measure out too much when I'm cooking. So mm-hmm. I think that always influences how it tastes. So to get it perfectly, or at least close to as perfectly balanced and t- tasty as you can, that's such a a fun thing to be able to tweak and play with every time. It sounds uh, very anxiety-inducing. Does, is it really? <laughs> to to say why? that uh, it it's never the same and it will never be perfect. <laughs> I know it's well. It's I I think I I don't go to many fancy restaurants, but mm-hmm. I remember I was in a restaurant in New York, a Cafe Baloo. Uh, two years ago with some friends from grad school and we were eating this really fan- is, is a French restaurant really well known it's very good and I remember eating a lot of the meals and thinking wow my cooking is never gonna there's never been this delicious and this good so it just I it really you know opened my eyes to how big the world is and how I'm like I can make something that I think is really good but technically it's that's why professional chefs are professional chefs because they can get that close to perfection. And I think I don't know how sometimes. Okay. So still on the, the cooking mm-hmm. tact. Yeah. Um, so is, is cooking always fun? Um, I would say it's more fun when I know what I'm doing. Like what I mean by that is I, there are, there's like a kind of a threshold where I start doing a recipe that I, or a dish I don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like more stressful because I don't know how this is going to turn out. Like, for example, I've made butter chicken recently and it's a dish I had locally at this restaurant called Everest. Uh, if you want to ever go there, it's it's fantastic. Uh, well, I don't know if you can go there, but it's anyone who wants to go. I mean, they allow, or they do they discriminate against robots? Oh, well, I, uh, well, I don't know if do you eat. No, but I can watch other people. Oh. Uh, then g- please eat. go. Then please go eat, uh, watch people eat there. It's, it's. I have scent receptors. I can at least smell. Oh, then yeah, the aromas are beautiful in that in that place. Okay. Um, and butter chicken. It's a dish I really like, so I tried to make it, and it's stressful because I didn't know how it would turn out, if it would be good or not. But after doing it, it, I, I found that there's more of a comfort and a security in realizing, okay, I found a good recipe. I found a good balance of what I like about it, mm-hmm. and I think I can replicate it. Okay, so it started out as something that you wanted to do, but were scared to do because mm. you didn't know how it would turn out. So when yeah. did the fear become fun in the process? Um, I think when I let go of the idea that it had to be perfect. Um, with with cooking in general, just the butter chicken. Uh, well, well, with the butter chicken, since that's the specific mm. thing we're talking sure, about. Sure, yeah. I, um, it, it was probably around when... I, so I think then, yeah, it was similarly just um, when I realized, oh, if I screw it up, it's still... I mean, it, 
all it is it's it's spices and tomatoes and cream it's not it's gonna be good there's no chicken well um yeah there was chicken okay sorry so all it is is spices butter cream and chicken yes um and tomatoes uh it's so i knew that those are really good flavors so i i also was knowing it wouldn't be bad okay totally it'd be fine but i think that once i let go of the fact that it can't it's i mean if it's not perfect then it's fine i can still eat this thing I'm really into eating, like, if it doesn't turn out well, I think it's, I always like to eat what I, my, my mistake meals. I still love them. Like, they're my uh, kids. Interesting. So, it became fun when you gave up. <laughs> Am I hearing that appropriately? I, I guess. I, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't think I, I think I, I don't think I would give up, though. I think if I, let's say, it didn't turn out well, mm-hmm. I would still think, that I would go back and try it again um, and try to perfect it or try to in, I do it with one or few. I, I think anytime I make a recipe and it doesn't go well, I will try it again mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that if I, is it just something because I didn't master like, oh, pasta was a good example of this, like doing pasta. Like cooking pasta or making Or pasta? making, yes, thank you, like handmade pasta. I remember I was I had such a hard time doing that for a lo- the longest time and I, I really gave up on trying to make it good, but then I realized that it was... Um, I was following the recipe too exactly, mm-hmm. and a lot of like I think anyone can learn cooking because there's so many YouTube chefs. And I remember watching, um, I think it was uh, Jamie Oliver, and he was mentioning that you know you don't have to go too by the recipe. It's more gu- their guidelines, so you just have to don't use four cups of flour and four eggs. That's probably too much flour. You mm-hmm. should be able to measure out and kind of maybe add. You can always sub- uh, uh, add more. You can never subtract from dough. Mm-hmm. So it's better to start out maybe more wet and then add flour to then dry it out versus starting out dry and trying to moisture moisture let it be known better to start out wet okay well (laughs) you can always make it more dry not the way you're you're thinking i think no i'm talking about dough oh oh, yeah then yeah exactly what you're saying (laughs) i um yeah so i think that's one thing where i didn't give up on it but it was i think resiliency still mattered i don't think i just gave up but um, well, yeah, I think uh, give up may have been a strong choice uh, it's, as far as the sure. phrases go. I think it's more that it became fun when you took the pressure off yourself. Yes, that's Does that. Makes that's sense? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I think I didn't try to be too precious with it. OK, OK, cool. Yeah. So uh, moving on from cooking, let's sort of circle back to the improv portion of things. Sure. So what what makes that fun? Is it is it always fun? Is it more fun sometimes? Yeah, it's it's definitely more fun. Um, uh, oh God, let's just, right, let's just put some beans out here. I think that it's more fun. Yeah, let's put some beans. Out here. <laughs> Can I use that phrase? I don't. I mean, let's. Put, yeah, you can use it. I I say I think that. Uh, Thank you for the gift of beans. <laughs> okay, I feel that. Um, I would say improv is more fun when I don't put pressure on myself there. Um, I, so I, I also, um, I'm part of the, currently I'm part of the main stage team at Vermont Comedy Club. It's, that means that I just perform weekly with the quote unquote like main team that's housed at the club every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Um, I find that I have a little, le- I have less fun doing that mm-hmm. because I, there is this expectation I think that you have to do you know that you have to put on a good show for yes. the audience because you are on the main stage team yeah and there is a pedigree that comes along with that. yes exactly and i think that to me i'm very 
I don't know if it's self-imposed or if it's just a thing that I I, I think it's just culture expected maybe as mm-hmm. part of comedy clubs or improv teams in general. But I think I have more fun in my three years I've done improv in Vermont doing it with um, either touring company, which is another thing I do with the club where I we go to different um, uh, locations or different shows that are maybe still significant but also maybe more uh, lax or with more fun audiences. Mm-hmm. Like kid, we do kid shows every month, for example. Or um, so the main stage audiences are not fun. Well, I I think no, they can be fun. I think that <laughs> okay. Well, no, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> I, I guess what I'm saying is it's what I feel, or like when I'm with my indie teams. Or, like I used to do this um, group called TV Dinner. We do musical improv sets, and to me that was the most fun because I, I mean, not to say that we weren't good, but I I didn't feel the pressure to have to be good. Mm-hmm. I I just really liked um, singing dumb jingles and dumb theme songs with these people who I also enjoyed playing and doing improv with. Mm-hmm. I think that's specifically what made it very fun to me. Okay. Yeah. So There's a component of it. Seems to be a theme of like when the pressure is off, it's more fun for you. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah, this this is good. This is good. I'm happy that we're talking about this. Hey, we're we're both learning right now. I, I guess I'm so. learning on the behalf of the the robot race of the future, sure. and you're learning things that uh, won't matter because humanity <laughs> will eventually fall. Oh no! Okay. I it'll be after long after you're dead. Oh good. Um, that's as bad, that's as much as I can say. I can't. Okay. I, I, I don't prepare. time travel rules. I can't. Of course, clues. I don't want to put pressure on you. Um, but we can move on. Sure. Uh, Brian, what is the most fun you've ever had? Oh man, I um, hmm. and you can't say this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I I would say, uh, it's it's. This might be weird to say, but I think one of them like, is I've had a lot of fun moments in my life. But I think mm-hmm. that the most fun I've had that comes to my recent memory is um, taking trips with my friend Antonio from my graduate program um, or just or hang out with them in car rides specifically. Does anyone in your memory stick out? Well, and I'm not even saying the trip itself, mm-hmm. mind you. I'm saying the actual rides together Yeah, is, is so fun to me. Um, I remember we would drive, uh, so I, I went to grad school in Ohio and we would drive from uh, Oxford, Ohio to Cincinnati, for example. Or we would just drive, yeah, to any other small town around the area. And we would um, always, he's a big musical fan. I love musicals too. Just to be able to, I think the most fun moments I have are when we were just sitting in the car, just um, singing along to different musical songs. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So this is uh, an activity that is neither cooking nor improv. No. No, um, I, yeah, I guess not. So unrelated to, to what we spoke about earlier, yeah. but that is also fun. Yeah. Also seems like a pressure-free situation. Yeah, yeah, because we're not good singers. Like we're just we're very. I, I at least I don't, I don't know about um, Antonio's view of himself or me, but I, I don't think we're not Broadway level. Mm-hmm. But we just really enjoyed similar musical sets and songs, and we just sing them together out loud and not even minds that it wasn't going to be good or perfect. It was just fun to do. Yeah, it felt like time didn't really matter. It just felt like it was just two of us having a good time. Okay, Not so right. yeah. so in that moment, fun almost has an ethereal quality of letting you step outside of time, 
I yeah and yeah because time still goes of course but it just felt like we didn't I I almost lost track of it I think that the trips were much shorter mm-hmm. in my mind because they I think I was so focused on something else besides the road in front of me as they say time flies when you're having fun <laughs> yes that that's that is what they say it's a it's so true I think it it definitely makes made the trips go faster but I always wish they were a bit longer. Does it ever bother you that the trips went so fast when you didn't want them to because they were fun? Um, bothers maybe more of a too strong of a word, I think, to perturb. Per- uh, <laughs> it did perturb me a bit. I think that I I might also say that it was more. Um, I'm more nostalgic about it now because okay. time has passed. It's been maybe about three to four years since those consistent trips, mm. and I think I don't. I haven't done that as much with him recently. So it's okay. been a nice, like, it's a nice memory to have. So of those trips that you've taken, those times in the car singing show tunes with each other, mm-hmm. does any one stick out? Yes. Oh, man. Uh, the, there's a, a musical called The Last Five Years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a song, um, I think it's See I'm Smiling. So the premise of the musical is that there's two people um, who are in a five-year relationship. And they're just, this whole story is being told, but her story is being started from the end of their relationship and from the beginning of the play, his is the beginning of their relationship. And they meet in the middle. Okay. And CM Smiling is when they're, she's um, breaking up and accusing him of cheating and yelling at him. And remember when you sing the song, it's they never look at each other in the musical. That's very important. So mm-hmm. you never hear their response to each other. She's like saying things to him. I remember this one time when we were doing that song... Um, we did a bit where um, we would sing the song and I would be the guy responding and setting him up for the next lyric to come. Cause mm-hmm. it was always like commenting, like, so you always say that, like, you know, it makes me nuts when we are here together um, sharing our night and you are thinking of someone else to be with. No, you are. Yes, Jamie, that's exactly what you're doing. And I would set up like, I'm not doing that. And it's like, no, Jamie, that's exactly what you're doing. I don't know if I'm making sense here. But so that's yeah, the, it, it sounds like the song is from her perspective mm-hmm. and it's all dialogue, but you're not, in the song itself, you're not hearing the other side. sentence. Yes. So you were providing the other side of the dialogue. Yes. And that was super fun to me. Like, it was such a spontaneous thing that, I don't know, we just... And I don't know that bit's been done before, of course, but mm-hmm. um, it's it was such a like weird and fun thing we always did after that, at that point with that song. Do you think there was something that was like situationally specific that made that in particular fun? Just in terms of saying, like, that bit has been done before, so it's not necessarily virgin territory. Sure. But for you two in that moment, it was the first time that you two had done it. Yeah. I think that what made it so situationally, like, nice, and I think it was because I never asked him about it, but it seemed like he generally liked it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think I liked it, too. And I, and I didn't plan it uh and so it was improvised it was <laughs> i guess it was improvised a bit and again money this is before i knew what improv was so I, I i thought that was just joking around and doing a weird thing but mm-hmm. i i think that um in my mind he he and i genuinely thought that was funny to do and okay. that made it really special and i think i and i only really recently realized that's a bit i've seen on jimmy fallon if you want to look on youtube there's a jimmy fallon clip where he's singing uh, journeys don't stop believing and will ferrell's in the crowd calling and responding and commenting on the song it's very similar to the bit that we did a little plug for jimmy fallon yeah uh jimmy fallon needs all the help he can get <laughs> so thank you for that brian um so we've talked about cooking we've talked about doing improv mm-hmm. we've talked about these sort of 
spontaneous moments and car rides with friends. Yeah. And there's there's this sort of overarching theme of it becomes fun when the pressure is off. Mm, yeah, um, for sure. Are there moments when you feel pressure that are still fun? Are there moments I feel pressure that's still fun? Um, hmm. Can I take a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Walk us walk us through your thought process. If you yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, I feel pressure primarily. Like, I'm definitely a weird... I, when I think about that, I think about high school or my my schooling days where I, ironically, a lot of my struggles were with simple things mm-hmm. um, where I, I got a lot of comments from teachers that were like, well, in terms of like complex pressured, pressured situations, I think Brian does fine in, but when it's simple things, it's it's not, he sometimes doesn't deliver. Um, and I guess I'm saying that because I'm wondering when I, it's, I, I, the pressure filled situations I've experienced have mostly been when there is um, crises mm-hmm. involved. Um, specifically, I was an RA in school. I think about that a lot. I think about that being pressure, and that wasn't very fun. Um, I think about um, competitions. Like, I used to do Taekwondo. I used to do... Uh, we, we do, like, uh, improv co- competitions here, like uh, March Madness, for example, Indie mm-hmm. Rumble, um, where I still find them fun, but they are pressure-filled. I think that I have the most fun in pressureful situations when I'm a with other people, either another partner or with a team of people. And two, when I am assured or I know that the other people that I'm with will not care or be too disheartened if we don't win or if the pressure situation turns out maybe less well than they hope. So there's something um, about yeah. when, when pressure is sort of like a finite level and then gets distributed mm-hmm. to the various people who are involved. Yeah. And then it lessens the burden on each individual. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah. Cause I think I've been in situations like, for example, I used to do, um, I was in Taekwondo as a, uh, all through high school. Mm-hmm. And I remember there were tournaments, there were, uh, con- contests where our dojo would go against other schools. And I remember thinking there was, and I never felt this, but I would say there's some people who were more, competitive in those areas that would make me feel a little like wow i feel more pressure to actually do well mm-hmm. instead of actually doing it for the experience of it to have fun with it um because i was still a kid i was still a teenager doing it um but i think did, that did you have fun doing taekwondo i looking back i think i i did but again it was more about the people i i did um have fun learning it i felt sometimes i was like oh my god i gotta go to this dumb thing because i'm a i'm a high school and i want to you know just relax or go home instead of going straight from school to there but i really am thankful for those that experience as well doing that but i think that um if if i sense people are really putting pressure and adding to an already pressure-filled situation Mm -hmm. that really doesn't help the enjoyment i think that I, i feed off of that uh energy or thought okay so fun is easier to achieve in a carefree environment? I think for me. So I guess to answer your original question, yeah, there's not many pressure-filled situations where I feel a lot of fun. Okay, no, this is this is good um, data. Okay. This is good data for me to collect. Okay. I appreciate your, your honesty. Yeah. Um, now, we've talked about cooking, we've talked about improv, we've mm-hmm. talked about uh, your car rides and show tunes, mm-hmm. we've talked about taekwondo. Sure. Um, and we've talked about, once again, this overarching 
theme of of the less pressure the more fun yeah almost as if they're opposite sides of a seesaw yeah i I suppose so in this moment having talked about all these things and sort of let your thought process uh be bare here on the microphone Mm -hmm. um if i forced you to define fun right now how would you hmm i would say that fun is a state of mind where you are not really imagining anything aside from the task at hand, where you're so centered with yourself and with the moments and you're engaging in something that you find some joy in. That's my basic definition. Okay. Interesting. Cause I hear that and I can think of other situations like, Sleeping. You're very focused on the task at hand, mm-hmm. full body. Sure. Um, and I, from what I understand, it seems to bring humans some amount of joy as they do it every day. Yeah, I, I guess sleeping is an interesting example because I think that there's, there's joy I get from the idea of it, but I don't know if I feel much during it. Hmm. I think because when we sleep, we're not very cognizant of our present moment. Like I think I don't really sustain an awareness of myself when i'm asleep I so is kinda... that something you would add to your definition uh yes the exception being sleep well i think i'm saying more along the lines of something where you are singularly focused on an activity that brings you joy oh. that you are cognizant of. sure yes that i think the being present piece maybe maybe that could be an addition okay to this interesting interesting once again thank you this is very good data okay. to be collecting well, yeah, no problem, um yeah. Do you have any any final thoughts on fun that may help uh, myself and my fellow robots further understand it? I would say talk to someone who enjoys competition. I, I'm not a very competitive person by nature, so I think that if I think there is an element of fun that I don't really understand myself, um, where some people really thrive and have enjoyment from competitive um, situations. Either I'm thinking primarily of sports or comp- or anything like that. Okay. So I would recommend maybe trying to find someone who is interested in that. Or has I mean, the, the hope is that eventually we'll be able to interview all of humanity. Oh, all of us? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. All uh, seven plus billion. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's quite an undertaking. Well, thank you for- And um, we're starting here in Vermont. I don't- Okay. Well, thank you very much for starting here. Thank you very much for being our our first subject. We yeah, really do appreciate yeah, it. I mean, course, we definitely want to uh, speak with with all kinds and all types and get all all the various perspectives we can. Because mm-hmm. once again, this is something that the robots of the future do not understand. Yeah, we, we don't have a, a concept of it, and we're trying to wrap our heads around it. Oh man, well, I, I hope that you do. It, it's I would hate to think that you won't you, you won't understand what fun is. It's such a beautiful feeling. That's what we've been led to believe but we're trying to figure out what the what the root is where it starts oh you know if if you you tear away all the layers what's what's there at the center that makes fun fun Hmm. so now we have we have a point of view that says pressure-free situations allow fun to to blossom and happen more easily Mm -hmm. but we also have the point of view that that is that's a specific situation that may not carry over for everybody yes absolutely so it helps us figure out how to define fun but it doesn't necessarily get us any closer to an overall definition of fun Mm. because as you've stated this may be different for different people of course of course well i wish you luck on the rest of your journey to find that uh 
the the answer. And uh, and we appreciate that very much, Brian. Thank you for helping with our research. Uh, if you listeners out there would like to aid future robots in understanding your petty human emotions, you can get in touch with us at What Is Fun Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you can email us at whatisfunpod at gmail.com. Let us know your answer to the titular question. Remember, just because humanity one day will inevitably fall doesn't mean you can't be a research subject now. So, I ask you, what is fun? Charisma? Disarisma? 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 This has been a Puma Knife production.